Welcome. You are listening to sermon audio from Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. We invite you to join us online or in person for one of our services. For more information about our church, please visit day3church.org. Day 3 Church, experience a new day in your life. It's kind of a standalone Sunday. We're going to start a new series next week uh, that's going to be entitled Set Apart. Uh, I've already had some of my uh, uh, OCD people looking up here at the shoe going the wrong direction with all the rest of them going the, the right direction. I hope you'll understand the point of that when we get into the series, that we need to be that shoe in the middle that's going a different direction than what the rest of the world's going. And, uh, and that's what the series more or less uh, be about. Uh, be about a ten-week series, so we'll be in it till almost uh, Easter. Uh, but today we're doing something we have done at least twice that I can remember in the past that we've called it a, a, a "Tell It, Pray It" Sunday. And what I want to encourage you to do in a few moments when we start, someone walking around. Lynn Crump's got the microphone; he's going to be walking around. Don't be scared of the microphone. We want to be able to hear you. Uh, but I want to encourage you to share with us. Briefly, because we only give time for everyone to share that can, but to share with us briefly some blessing that God's given you in the past year. Uh, all of us can be thankful for our salvation that know Christ as Savior. Amen. If we know Christ as Savior. And that's an ongoing blessing. Uh, but there may be also some other things you'd like to share with us about how God uh, has blessed you. We had uh, several people in the first service that had uh, been looking for a new church home during the past year, and then they found uh, even a place of service by coming here. And I had the opportunity to see on Facebook where uh, uh, one of those people had, uh, had, had posted on the ladies' uh, ministry site uh, that it's just so great to be excited uh, again about coming to church because they've been through a difficult situation. And uh, guys, I want to sit there and just start crying when I read that because that kind of makes makes it worthwhile for me, for someone to say that they're excited about coming to church. Amen? Uh, so uh, hopefully you'll have various reasons to be thankful. Uh, and then during the invitation time, I'm going to ask you to do this. So during the invitation time, go ahead and get in the mindset of it's okay to step away from your spouse for a few minutes. It's okay to go and, and meet up with someone here in this worship center that you don't know really well. And I want to ask you to partner with someone and share some prayer requests. And during the invitation time, we're going to ask you to pray for each other. Some type of prayer request you have maybe that you're concerned about in, in the coming year. Um, when we go into a new year, it's good to be reflective, I think, about the last year to a certain degree. I, I'm going to set the tone hopefully a, a little bit for that by reading. If you've got your Bible with you, if you want to follow along, if not, they'll have the verses on the screen. I'm going to be in Psalm 107. And I'm not doing a message uh, like normal. Uh, I'm just going to kind of read through some of the verses in Psalm 107 and make some comments as we go through it. What I would like you to do is kind of try to see yourself in this passage of Scripture. It's talking about several things that God's people uh, went through and how God delivered them and how they were thankful. But I want you to see yourself in this also. And hopefully you'll allow these words to help prepare you and prompt you uh, to be willing to to, to be the redeemed that says so. You'll see that uh, in this passage of Scripture. Uh, verse 1, O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. 
for his steadfast love endures forever. We ought to be really thankful for that. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So let me stop for a moment. If you know Christ is your Savior, that means you're the redeemed of the Lord, right? And that means that we ought to be willing to say so, especially in the congregation of believers. Especially in this place, we ought to be willing to, to say so and, and, and speak up for what God's done for us, but not just here, out in the world that we live in also. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. You ever had any trouble? And gathered in from the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Now, I understand this is the context but this morning, all of us that are gathered here, some of us live south of this location, some live uh, west of this location, some north, some uh, you know, some uh, east, and and everything. But we've we've come together, and we've gathered here. We're, we're gathered, and then he goes to talk about some of the issues that that they had dealt with. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of men, for he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he feels with good things. You ever felt like you're in a desert place? Now, I'm talking about spiritually, emotionally, maybe. You, you feel like you're in a wasteland and, and you're longing for something and maybe you're hungry for something. And, and when we cry out to the God, he can, to God, he can meet that need. He can lead us to a, to a place where we can, we can dwell. You know, without him, we're kind of lost in the world that we live in. And, and it's not like we have any, any stability or any safety, but he can lead us. It said he led them by a straight way till they reached the city to dwell in. I want to tell you up front, I'm thankful for those straight ways God led me in last year. I also want to confess and say, I wished I had always followed his straight ways. Amen. Because we're all still human and sometimes we get sidetracked and we're, we're not following his ways. But it said, let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. I'm not going to read all this psalm, but in the next section it starts talking about prisoners. And you can take that being literally in, in a prison. And we've got people here in our church that go do prison ministry. Or, or you can take that being in a prison of your own making. Because we can make a prison of our making a lot of times because of, of sin in our lives and, and things. But I want you to come down, jump down to verse number 15. And we're going to read something that pops up several times in this, in this chapter in, in Psalm 107. We already read it a moment ago, but he says again, Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. That's what we want to do today. We just want to thank the Lord as we give our testimonies for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze and he cuts into the bars of iron. Aren't you glad he can set you free? Then he goes on to talk about fools through their sinful ways. I'll be the first to admit, sometimes I've been a fool through my sinful ways. Have you? 
But even though we can get in trouble and because of our sinful ways have to cry out to him and ask him to deliver us, once again in verse 21 it says, Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of men. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving. That's what we're asking you to do today. And tell of his deeds in songs of joy, which we were doing and we'll have the chance to sing some more. Then he begins to talk about being in a stormy sea. I've never literally been in a stormy sea, but I've had some times in my life that felt like a stormy sea. And in response to being in the stormy sea and them crying out to the Lord, once again, we see the same thing. Let them thank you down in verse number 31. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. And then I think more or less in the last section, it's talking about the, the providence of God, how God can turn a river into a desert, and, uh, and he can turn springs of water into thirsty ground, and, and the fruitful land into a salty waste because of the evil of its inhabitants. God has the power to do that, but he can also do this. He turns a desert into pools of water, amen? He can take the parched land and turn it into springs of water. And there he can, can feed the hungry and, and take care of them and meet their needs. So you've got God's providence. But I want to point you all the way to the last verse. And then we're going to open it up for our, for our testimony time. The last verse of that chapter says this. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Uh, attend to these things. The, the redeemed of the Lord saying so. Thanking the Lord for his goodness. Thanking the Lord for, for all of his marvelous works in, in our midst. He goes on and it says, let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. If you'll consider the steadfast love of the Lord today, you ought to have something to say. You ought to be part of the redeemed that says so. So I'm going to ask, uh, Lynn Crump. He's our, uh, Runner, he's better at that than me because he runs all the time and, uh, and, and all. Uh, so uh, I'm asking Lynn if he would. He's got the, the microphone. And, and uh, if you want to share something, and we encourage all of you to share a little bit of something, of the blessing of, of God in your life this past year, raise your hand, uh, hold it there. And we've got one right behind you, Lynn. And, uh, and then, if, you know, just uh, if, if you don't get to go first when the hand's raised or next, just you know, keep raising it and we'll get to you. Um, I just want to tell you that um, I jumped up because God's blessed me more than I can ever, ever imagine. And uh, the biggest thing is that I have a church that worships God and loves God, and I'm able to come to this church, and that has been more to me than anything. Um, my second, I have a couple. Uh, one of them is my health. Um, And my family. And uh, one other thing is that my uh, my work in the ministry, in the men's ministry, I have been blessed more by helping other people than I could ever imagine. And the feeling that you get when you help somebody and they... 
they break down. You see God working in their hearts. And it blesses me. And I just want to be, I just want to say I'm very, very thankful for my church and for the ministries that go on in this church because I see God working here and I see him working out in the community. And it's, that is the blessing I've had over this past year. I just want to praise God for loving me, for who I am and what I am, for one. Um, Travis had a procedure this year. Everything went fine with that. Megan had a surgery on her hand. She had carpal carpal tunnel. Everything went well with that. Praise God. Um, The twins found jobs. Praise God. Um, uh, He's just been great to me. Blessed us through and throughout this year. Amen. If you know me at all, you know that I love the outflow that day three does. It's, it's my heart. And I have been so blessed and honored to work with the men's ministry, with cleaning up yards and pulling brush, getting to know people better. And I'm truly looking forward to the ladies' ministry. Thank you, Sandy. I love you. And I'm so thankful that we're going to be doing more and more of that at day three. Um, if you don't, if you've never had the opportunity to do an outflow project, either by yourself or with a group of people, it is it's humbling and it's such a blessing. I just want to thank God for His peace and His comfort during this year. I lost a sister, a brother, a brother-in-law, and a niece's husband, all to cancer. And because I was under so much stress, I had a stroke. But it didn't leave me with any damage. So I just praise God and thank Him for all that He's done for me. Amen, Amen. I just want to say that God's been extremely good to us, and um, if um, I think our tendency as human beings is to uh, focus on the negative and the the things that that aren't going the way we want, or the things that aren't going well in our lives, and um, and so I'm I'm standing up this morning just to to remind myself of all the good things that God's done for for our family. Uh, some of you know that um, it's been almost two years ago since. I had to take a uh, full-time job in addition to uh, my work here at Day 3. And um, at first I was really, really kind of bitter about that. I was kind of mad at God. Like uh, I used to be able to be full-time in ministry uh, in years past at another place. And, and I thought, God, why can't, uh, why can't I be <clears throat> in that position again? But God knows what he's doing. and He's used it to change my heart about a lot of things. Um, he's also used it to uh, uh, restore some some things financially that uh, where we were living off savings and things like that. We've been able to build savings back up. So all of that's a blessing. Um, I have a wonderful wife and, uh, and a wonderful tribe, as some of you around here have called it, um, and a wonderful mother-in-law who's here every Sunday. I think she thinks this is her church now, and that's fine with me. Um, and, um, but uh, uh, my, wife, my wife gets to stay at home and, and homeschool these kids, and if you think for one second that she doesn't work, um, you should come over to our house and just be there in her shoes for about 30 minutes 
Um, I don't know how she does it, uh, but um, my wife is a blessing. My kids are a blessing, and I am extremely, extremely, extremely blessed this morning that uh, for the first time ever, I got to lead worship with my son, who's 11 years old. Now, some of you may have noticed that you couldn't see the drummer in the booth. That's because it was him. He's 11 years old, and if you can't... uh, um, I, I wasn't going to say anything before we started because I didn't want to embarrass him or uh, set him up to be nervous, any more nervous than he already was. But he, um, it's just a tremendous blessing to be able to do ministry with your kids. And um, uh, the, first, the first time he and I played any of these songs together uh, was after church. Nobody was here. Uh, it was just me and him. And uh, I got so excited that uh, I couldn't sing because I was crying so hard and laughing at the same time. And so it's just a tremendous honor, and I thank you, Jesus, that I get to do that. Thank you. And uh, I, I was sworn to silence to not say anything until John had the opportunity to say something. But uh, uh, you did a really good job this morning, man, on those drums. We, uh, we, we definitely had the, the youngest drum player probably in the county, uh, maybe in the state uh, this morning and, uh, and everything. So uh, uh, if you want to joke with John Howard when you see him, tell him we found a replacement when you, when you, see, when you see John. Who's next? I got it. <clears throat> well, on the, the continuation of kids, I do um, watch the kids, and I don't say watch. I play with them. That's what we do. We, we run wild and crazy, and we just have a good time. But that's my blessing every week when I watch those kids because I see them play, and they just play, but they're, they play together. They worship together. Um, we watch movies. We, whatever, we play. But I look over, and two of the kids are, are making three crosses on a mountain. They're, they're worshiping together. So that, that blesses me every week. Um, another thing that, it, that blesses me this year is um, ooh, uh, my son, Charlie, y'all know wild men around here, but he has been questioning um, when can he get baptized? When can he do this? So it's working on his heart, and um, just pray that we keep leading him in the right direction so he keeps being curious, and um, we just keep leading these kids where they need to go. Uh, Brenda and I have been here about, uh, this coming September will be about two years. But the reason we're here, it took a miracle to get us here. Uh, Because of a miracle, that man up there in the pulpit, that man of God, one Wednesday night, uh, two years this coming June, he chased a our son down. Our son had had a motorcycle accident. And Lynn chased him down somehow. Our granddaughter was in Boone at a soccer conference with our great-granddaughter. And she called Lynn. And uh, she didn't know where Jay had had the accident. Our son had had the accident. But somehow the Holy Spirit and Lynn got together and they met. And Lynn chased Jay, our son, home and witnessed to him for several hours and just loved on him and just let him know that not only did Lynn love him, but the Lord Jesus Christ loved him too. 
And Brenda and I had prayed for years and years for Jay to get back in church. And uh, the reason they're not here today, uh, Kaylee, our daughter-in-law, is sick. But uh, I'd like to thank Lynn, Ho- Lynn uh, Parsons for chasing our son down one Wednesday night. You'll never know what that meant. Brenda and I had prayed for him for years and years and years. And it took that one touch of the Holy Spirit and that one touch of a man of God just showing that somebody cared. And thank God that y'all have accepted us and y'all have accepted our son. And most of all, Jesus Christ abides in this place. You know, the Bible says, uh, you know, the Bible says, that where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. And Rick, there is liberty in this place. Do you realize that? There is liberty in this place because Jesus Christ abides here. You don't look at our outside. None of you looks at our outside. You look at our inside. And I thank God that Jesus Christ looked at me on the inside, not the outside, because I was a poor-looking subject for a Holy Spirit of God to come to one day. But he looked at the inside. He saw, he saw the end. From the beginning. And he said, Pete, no matter how you look on the outside, he said, I like the way you, I'm going to make you look Amen. on the inside. And thank God for Lynn, for day three. Just thank you for accepting us uh, the way we are. And I'm just looking forward to letting the Lord work through this wonderful group of people here. And I'm looking forward to a great 2018, and I'm just anxious from Sunday to Sunday to see what the Holy Spirit's going to do. And again, I just want to thank you, Lynn, for chasing her son down that Wednesday night. Thank you. We love you. I, I need to say something there real quick, and that that is, you know, give all the thanks to the Lord. Um, I about messed that up, and I've told the family that because... Uh, uh, Jessica, my daughter, had sent me a message on Facebook uh, because she had seen it, I think, through Casey and uh, and everything, too. And uh, I'm looking at the time frame that the accident happened, and uh, uh, he could have very well been killed uh, that day if he had not moved over some already because a lady passed in a blind curve, passing a tractor, uh, carrying bales of hay on the front of it, and he had moved over a little bit for the bales of hay. And had it not been for the providence of God causing him to do that, he had been hit head on and been killed. But I'm sitting at home, and I'm thinking about the time, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I, by the time I get there, he's already gone. And then I, you know, so you have to thank the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit kept nagging at me, you know, you need to go on. And, I, and the Lord let me get there right about the time you guys were pulling off the First of all, I'm just thankful that I'm saved. Um, Amen. God has worked this year, or past year, just really honing in with me some uh, skills that he needs to keep teaching me. And uh, a lot of it's patience and quit trying to do things Bill's way. Uh, One of the best examples is the men's ministry, because Lynn and I had talked two years ago maybe. And it wasn't materializing, and it wasn't in Bill's time frame. And uh, it did, in God's time frame. And uh, 
the joy that you see these men and women that come join us um, serving others. That's, that's what it's all about is the serving of, of these people in this community. And then a, a real deficit in my life has been an accountability person. Uh, Lynn and I have talked about this, and I, I had a real good friend of mine when I was still in law enforcement that we could sit down and talk a lot. And I, I've been missing that, and I, I've tried to find somebody. And, and I, every time I tried, it's, it's futile. It just wasn't working. And these men, every time we go somewhere and then we go sit down and have a meal, then the fellowship starts. And God said, there's your accountability. It's right there. It's, whether it's cutting up and aggravating the daylights out of each other or working hard or making sure somebody don't fall out of a tree or, or off of a chainsaw fight, whatever. But that's another answered prayer. Uh, another one was my youngest son got saved in 2018. I thought he was saved. Uh, matter of fact, I'd baptized him. But through God uh, placing him at Heber and Colony and Boone, he called me and he said, Dad, I really got saved. And uh, he's hungry now for the Word. And he's, uh, uh, just pray for him. His name's Kenan. Uh, he's, he knows what's in front of him, but he's, he's got the Lord in him now. And uh, another blessing, continual blessing, is my beautiful wife, Janet. She keeps me um, in line in a good way. She puts up with my foolishness and my, my uh, being a little boy. That's just how I am. Uh, she uh, helped me, get, guide me after I retired to that I need to get busy. I thought I was ready to be, be retired, but she's just steadfast and... Uh, the example that she always has. She's always got my back. And I, I tell you what, I appreciate that. And then last, I'm sorry, rambling, is this church. And when we started looking for a church, uh, we ended up here. And we've joined. And I'm going to tell you what, uh, it's, it's really a joy to, be, to look forward to going to church on Sunday mornings. Now, I aggravate Lynn to death during the week. Uh, I try to. I have to keep him in line, but that's the old cop in us. But uh, I'm thankful for a man of God in the pulpit, and I'm thankful for John, who leads song the way God wants him to. And uh, Daryl ain't in here, but I I slide by here sometimes during the day and bang on the door and bend Daryl's ear, and we have a blast. And I love him to death. And all you men that have been coming, we got room for more, don't we, Rick? Uh, I love these guys. I tell you what, they, they keep you on straight and narrow, but they are, they are just cool people. Uh, this and back here has become my brother, so thank you. Hi. Um, very loud there. Uh, Paul said that he was not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and our music uh, talks about, in our scripture this morning, breaking the chains that uh, bound us. And uh, I am thankful and praising God today for the ministry of Celebrate Recovery, which is an elegant ministry to those that Jesus Christ loves dearly. I came from a long line of alcoholics, and uh, I had to go outside the church to get the help I needed to get the um, alcoholism out of my life. And I approached a couple churches and asked them, you know, what can you do to, to help people? 
and um, they didn't really know what to do. But, you know, Jesus Christ loves the homeless, the addicts. He died for them. He just didn't die for the good people. He died for everybody. And the Lord has brought two books into my life this week about ministering to the homeless. And it's like, oh, Lord, please don't do this, you know, because that, you know, that is hard, hard work. But I want to do what the Lord wants me to do, whatever he's leading and guiding to do. But I want to encourage you all not to see Celebrate Recovery as a black sheep of the family or a stepchild. It is one of the most elegant ministries that this church can provide, not only to the body of Christ, but to those who will come to Christ. So I want to thank you all for doing this and pray for us and pray that we might reach hundreds of people this year, hundreds of people right here in this area that right now are sitting home with terrible hangovers, with guilt and shame, and they don't know what to do with it. And we are reaching out to give them what they need. So praise the Lord for this. So, so Celebrate Recovery, by the way, in case, in case you're not familiar with it, it, uh, it meets here uh, upstairs on Friday evenings. Uh, normally start about 6.30, they have some food together, and then they'll go into a big group time, and then they'll have a men's group and a, and a woman's group time. Uh, some of you that are here right now could gain help from that. Uh, and uh, by that, I'm not saying because of alcohol or drugs, uh, but it covers a whole lot more than that. Uh, people with, with food, food disorders, food dependencies, uh, people with... with uh, uh, pornography addictions, uh, people that have codependent issues. You're not the one necessarily that's, uh, that's dealing with it. Somebody else is, is, uh, the person that's really dealing with the addiction, but it affects you because you're close to them or you're married to them, uh, or whatever. So it can help in just a, a full gamut of, uh, of ways. So, uh, you know, don't think by showing up on, uh, on Friday evening that that means, uh, you're saying you're a bad person. You know, at all. Uh, it's just people being honest with each other, you know, and seeking help. So if you have any more questions about that, uh, you know, see, see me, see Mike Waxmanski, John Marler, Renee Marler, uh, you know, several, several people that you've heard say and talk about it. You, you can come up and talk uh, with, with her right after the, the service or whatever. So uh, anyway. Um, you know, it's funny to hear everyone talk about how they really appreciate the church. And we just talked about how God kind of collects us all together from different places. When we started 2017, uh, we didn't have a church. We were basically leaving a church that we'd fought for like eight, nine years trying to keep afloat, whittled down to like 20 people and struggling just to keep the doors open. And we were all pretty discouraged, but we were all really tight as a family. And so at the end of 2016, we made the decision that our family wasn't, our spiritual needs weren't really being met, and we, we needed to leave. And we didn't know what that meant. We didn't know where we were going to go. In fact, that was probably the, I was not looking forward to visiting a bunch of churches because uh, I just saw that being very taxing. 
And so we decided that because this was the closest place, we were going to come here first, and we knew some people that came here. And, um, you know, I came in, you know, I think I've said this before, I came in with, like, my full, like, offensive line guard on. Like, you're not going to, you if you're going to shake my hand, smile on my face, and give me the smiley, glad hands, and the Jesus loves you, like, I'm ready for that. I'm going to, I'm ready to just battle that. Because I'm looking for real, you know, because I've been, I've been to fake, I want real. And um, it's the first person I meet is Elaine, <laughs> who, who pretty much grabs me like she's my grandma and tries to feed me cookies. And, well, that didn't work. And so, you know, we, we decide, well, we, we really liked it here. And so we're going to start going to a life group. And I'm like, you know, we're going to go to this life group and we're going to keep to ourselves and we're just going to lay low and we're going to check this place out. And then Lane's in the life group. <laughs> and then Daryl and some others. And we, um, we really didn't have to look anywhere else. We found a home here and a place where my wife serves and my daughter serves. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I could be involved in my son. Um, I mean, I could go home and ask him what they talked about. And he's like telling me about Zacchaeus in the tree and stuff. Blows my mind. I'm like, you know, that's a daddy moment. Hallelujah. My son's learning something about Jesus. But so we're really thankful to be here, and I apologize. I don't know what you guys did that God put us here, but we'll overcome it. Um, but there's a lot of the Lord at work here, and that's what's so awesome, because people here actually care about other people, and they want to serve other people, which is kind of what I want to do. And so the Lord really walks around this place, and so we're thankful to be here. Thank you. Carl, just before you start, um, I, I, when we do these things, I just feel like the Lord wants me to interject sometimes uh, about some things that have been said. Uh, someone else, might have been Joey or whatever a moment ago, said that, uh, um, you know, just being excited to come back to church again. Um, uh, D, uh, D. Lindermood uh, put on Facebook last week after you had posted a picture of a kid like this excited about going to church uh, in, uh, in, in the ladies' Facebook ministry. And she had put something about, uh, more or less, she was saying how great it was to be excited about actually going to church. And, uh, and that just, that makes it worthwhile for me. And... Uh, and and I and I want to thank the rest of you because in in with them coming, some friends of theirs came also that had been involved in that church. Uh, and and uh, it just blesses me to see people be non-territorial, you know, just to welcome new people in and 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 stand back and let new people serve and and things like that. It doesn't mean you quit serving because you've been here a long time, but a lot of places that can't happen. And that's that's just, Amen. But that's just, but you know what I'm saying about how it can be a some. But anyway, so Barb and I are thankful for the full orbed ministry of this church, and uh, I feel more compelled than anything to, just to read some verses to you. 
Because life and healing and growth comes out of ministry. If you pour yourself, this is out of Isaiah 58. If you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in darkness, and your gloom be as noonday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And listen to this, folks. There's a lot of suffering in weak churches. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repair of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. Praise the Lord. Sorry, this is one of those things I had to mock, and <clears throat> my wife said, so maybe think she should have shared. I said, well, me too. So I didn't want, I don't want to let this go. As far as 2017, because when we started 2017, um, as <clears throat> my father-in-law was doing great with treatments. And we, and you're talking about an army of prayer behind that. We thought for sure that the prayers were working. We thought for sure that God was delivering a cure for a for a very bad, bad, bad diagnosis. I had my, <clears throat> we just finished a trip with my parents. My dad was doing great. Uh, I had sensed something was kind of going wrong with my dad. Uh, but it was great. <clears throat> 2017 hit. Uh, as you know, I lost my father-in-law, Justin's grandfather. My dad was diagnosed with dementia, and I saw his mental health diminish quickly. Um, so 2017 was a challenging year. The thing that I got to witness, though, was a couple things. One of them was my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, she, I mean, Mount Zion Church and you, and you guys and our pastor prayed, God, they just prayed endlessly for a cure for my father-in-law, and, and he didn't make it. And she said, even if. And if you guys know the Mercy Me song, it's just awesome. So 2017 was a struggle. I'm watching Brittany, too. Last year was a struggle for her, too. It was a real struggle for our family. But now I look today, I've got all my kids here worshiping the Lord. I got to spend, um, I've been spending, I mean, clean up my dad's garage. And if, if no, Joey's not here. But anyway, <laughs> my kids are like, say, why? I've got to spend the last several weeks with my dad cleaning out his garage, and his long-term memory is still there. And he is a hoarder of hoarders. I got to spend my whole child. I got to, <laughs> I got to relive my childhood, clean out my dad's. You know, I hauled off three dump loads of tr- trash, but a lot of that was all memories. My, now, again, my dad, if we set something down, he wouldn't remember where he put it, but I could pick something up. So I got to live that, and I'm, and I'm still... And, I get, and the biggest thing through this year is I get a great opportunity to be able to serve two people that I, that I, besides Jesus Christ, that I worship. I get to serve my mother-in-law and my father-in-law by helping my mother-in-law. I get to serve my dad, even though sometimes my dad says stories and I'm going, okay, that's not how that went. <laughs> sometimes he does things and I'm going, wow, I just, he's lost it. But it's such a great honor. 
I just encourage you, sometimes things don't go like you want. And we hear testimonies and, and things how God answers prayers. I'm here to tell you God answers every single one of our prayers. He answered a prayer because he cured my father-in-law. He cured my father. My father-in-law got to say, that's what I tell my mother-in-law. Said, my father-in-law got to spend Christmas with Jesus Christ. How awesome is that? So I just encourage each and every one of you, no matter how bad it seems, no matter God is in control, and regardless, and I know this is true for our pastor, I know this is true for our church, regardless, even if it's your choice, I will serve the Lord, even if. So I just encourage each and every one of you, a time of testimony can be great, but sometimes you may be sitting there going, oh, my, my life's not that great, I'm not getting into praise. Yes, you are. You are. And the only way you can survive through times like that is through the life of Jesus. It's through your worship and through acceptance of Jesus Christ. So if you're in a place in your life where you haven't accepted Christ in your life and you're, and you're at the bottom of your life, just remember there's hope, there's cure, there's a long, everlasting eternal life through Jesus Christ. So don't deny him today. Amen. I don't talk, so i got to get this over with. But the Lord blessed us in 2017. He removed cancer from my husband's body, and he's cancer-free now, and I have to praise him for that. And my prayer for 2018 is that he'll come to church and make the Lord the center of his life because he spared his life for a reason. And if you'll help me pray for him this year, his first name's Terry. Thank you. A little quick background. Um, my wife and I were not able to have kids for a number of years. Um, back in Oregon, we tried. What didn't happen. The last couple of years there, we were barely surviving financially and decided not even to try. Moved out to North Carolina two years ago. Income came up. God blessed us with a daughter two years ago. And as we were praying and thinking about, should we have a second one? Uh, being self-employed, that's a lot of risk. Um, my, we wanted my wife to be able to stay home with the kids. And so as we were praying about it, God made the decision for us. And uh, we were blessed with our, our baby Jay in 17. And on top of that, he just keeps blessing us beyond what we deserve, where she's been able to stay home with the kids, I get to work from home, and we just finished our best year financially we've ever had. So praise, praise God. I just wanted to say that earlier he was talking about giving sacrifices of thanksgiving, which I think means that even when we don't feel thankful, even when we're in our lowest places, we should still thank him because sacrifice is something that you give even when you don't really have what you need to give. I think even when we're not thankful, we should give thanks to God because there's so much that he's given us, whether we realize it or not. I also wanted to say that I'm thankful that we still have his word because there are a lot of countries that aren't allowed to have the Bible. And it's possible that ours could be one in the future because life is unpredictable. So I think it's very important that we memorize his word. And Joshua 1 says some more about that. But one of my New Year's resolutions was to memorize more of the scriptures. And I think it's very important that the rest of us try to do that as well. Amen. Lynn, Lynn, I kind of think John needs to go next because had my daughter stood up and said that I would be wanting to go next so and I know he's got something else probably he wants to 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 say also but that's right I'm used to being put on the spot so 
Um, so, that's just a warning, guys. Uh, yeah. Um, that is that is my daughter, and that's my firstborn, and I'm very I'm very proud of my kids, um, all of them. And um, I shared I'll just share what I shared in the first service. First of all, we we are very blessed um, in general, and uh, my family's been blessed over the, the last year. We, um, uh, you know, I used to be I used to be in a position where I was full time in ministry and. For the last six years, I've I've not been, and um, I tried to make it work with part time. And about a year and uh, almost two years ago, I had to take a full time job to um, to uh, be able to provide for my family in addition to what, what I do here. And um, I was really kind of bitter about that. Quite honestly, um, I felt like uh, you know, God, why why can't why can't I you know put all my energy into the thing that I love the most and 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 um, be able to su- supply for my family and that, but in the midst of that, you know, God's taught me a lot of things, and He's um, uh, really changed my attitude about a lot of stuff. I, I think it it was um, it's been it's been something He's been using to purify my life and and to make my um, my motives in in ministry and in life and in all things my motives more pure and realign my priorities. Um, and uh, discipline myself in the area of my time a little better. I still have a long way to go, uh, but uh, those things have been helpful. Uh, I am very thankful for my family. I have a wonderful wife, and I have uh, five wonderful children, and they are a tremendous blessing. Uh, We are blessed that my wife is able to stay at home and homeschool the kids. And um, for all of you stay-at-home moms out there, if anybody ever says that you don't work, uh, we know differently. If you could be in my my home for thirty minutes during the day while I'm at work, you would know exactly. Um, well, no, you wouldn't know exactly, but you'd get a little glimpse of what it's like um, to be at home and homeschool. And uh, so, I, I commend my wife for a job well done. And uh, absolutely, she she works harder than I do every day, and her job is nonstop. So. Um, very appreciative for what she does, and and what you see in uh, my daughter and the things that are. I, uh, we didn't pay her to say those things. So the, my my daughter's faith is real, and she um, she studies the Word on a daily basis. I'm very thankful for that. She she's very disciplined in her time with the Lord, and um, and I think that that's a tremendous testimony to what my wife invests in the kids on a daily basis for the last um, for the last 13 years. So. Very proud of you. Um, and uh, last but not least, I'm very thankful that this morning, for the first time ever, had the blessing of leading worship with my son. Uh, if you couldn't see who was in the drum booth, that was him. Come here, buddy. He's 11 years old. He weighs about 60 pounds when he's soaking wet. He's tall. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Let him see you because, yeah, there you go. Isn't he a handsome young man? <laughs> yeah. He's, um, uh, it's a great privilege. The first time that he and I got to actually play together, it was here after church one Sunday. Everybody was gone. It was just us. And, um, and, uh, it was, uh, I was so overwhelmed, um, uh, just, 
not just how good he was, but the fact that he that we were that we were worshiping together and in using music as our as our language. You know, um, I was so overwhelmed I couldn't I couldn't stop crying and laughing all at the same time. And uh, he thought he was making mistakes. <laughs> it was not him. It was just me being overwhelmed. And so I'm very very thankful for that and uh, looking forward to more of it in the future. But uh, anyway, I didn't say anything before because I didn't want to. I didn't want to put any pressure on him before we started, because um, he's he's uh, he's a bit nervous today. But I don't think he has anything to be nervous about. So, thank you. I'll I'll, I'll put additional pressure on him myself. You, you did a good job, uh, but I'll tell you the same thing I tell the first service when you see John Howard. John's our oldest drummer. Tell them we have a younger model now, a new model that came out. So, uh, who's next? I guess me and John spoke. I'm going to speak a little too because I'm the father of Regina. And what he witnessed this morning, I also witnessed, and I witnessed it several years ago. My daughter, Regina, was 11-year-old, and she was playing the piano at church full-time. She'd get up and sing. She was very little. Well, I can't sing, but she'd say, Daddy, I'm not going to sing unless you sing with me. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to let my daughter down. Finally talked her into singing by herself. She'd done a lot of weddings. I had to buy a sound system. Uh, she couldn't. She wouldn't sing loud enough to be over the piano. And a lot of back in a lot of churches we go in, she uh, they didn't have a sound system to start with. But I have a lot of memories. Of course, she went to weddings over in Rutherton and different places. And you know, she's uh, started out in kindergarten. She come home and she said, "Daddy, need to make me a musical instrument." Made her a banjo. <laughs> My grandchildren play with it today. I've made several others, but they love to play with it. Well, she first started out her first song. She don't want me to tell you. <laughs> Elvira. <laughs> we might. I could get her to sing it for us today. <laughs> She's even into Elvis. She sung some Elvis songs for people at 25th wedding anniversaries and stuff like that. Some people that, you know, cherished Elvis from years ago. But as John's talking about being blessed, you know, he has a family. Part of my family, too. So you see, I'm blessed more than him, ain't I? I mean, I've got all of them and all, you know, even the whole works. And I'm, I'm so thankful. But you know, most of all this morning, I'm so thankful that the Word of God tells us that He so loved the world. Amen. You know, if we could just love each other with that kind of love. You know what kind of love He was talking about? It's called agape love. Undeserving love. You know, you may know someone that maybe you think 
you know, I, they do, I just don't, they don't deserve my love. Yes, they do. You need to be, like it's been spoken this morning. If you're a child of God, the world needs to know by your actions that you're akin to God. I don't want to take all your time, but I'll tell you a little story. It's a true story. I've come from Wilkesburg, North Carolina, and there used to be a little store there as Goodwill. Back in the 30s, 20s, about the only store that was. This elderly lady, this woman, this man was on the street, little boy, sort of like he was talking this morning, and he was, his clothes was all torn, all raggedy. Little, bo- little woman took him in there and bought him a new pair of pants, a new shirt, new pair of shoes. They come back out. Little boy looked at her and said, are you God? She said, no, but I'm a child of God. He said, I know you was kin to him. <laughs> as we leave from this place, as we go out into the world, the world should see and realize that we are kin to God. We've seen that today. You know, John's so proud of his grandson, and I mean of his son, my grandson, granddaughter. I don't know whether you know it or not, but she's actually memorized the whole book of James. I said the other night while she quoted the first chapter to me, but that's one, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, if you're a normal person like me, you just can't understand that. So I'm so thankful the, that God did so love the world that whosoever I hope and pray that each and every one in here, his name is right there where it says whosoever. If not, it needs to be there before you leave here today. Because it says he shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe me, we're born to live forever. We shall never die. It's our decision where it's going to be. May God bless you. Amen. I'm going to try to do this without getting all emotional. (laughs) Um, The beginning of this year uh, was really rough. Last year. (laughs) I forget that we're we're in 18 now. But the beginning of last year was really, really rough. And, you know, up until the point where uh, we lost our, our uh, pastor at Freedom Biker Church, and I was, uh, I was kind of a, a right hand to him at the time. Um, I was on fire for Jesus. I, I was uh, preaching whenever I could. I was, I was teaching whenever I could, and I was doing all kinds of things whenever I could. And then when we lost him, I found out uh, how the world can be. I found out how mean people can be. And I found out that just outside of this saved body, Satan's waiting. He's waiting for me to have a chink in my armor so he can fill me with anger. He can fill me with pride and he can fill me with uh, the trash 
that he offers us. He's right there waiting. When he was about to take that opportunity, I got a phone call. That phone call was from your pastor and mine now. That phone call probably saved my life. What I'll tell you this morning is that my blessing came in that phone call. And it opened a door (laughs) that's absolutely wonderful. He told me about this church. He told me about the fact that you could come here and you could serve. He told me that (laughs) if you had talents, that this church would gladly use them and that you would gladly have us as members here. What a blessing that was. Because we came here and we fit like a glove. And I'm going to tell you, uh, to make a long story short, that we're back on fire for Jesus. I'll say this and then I'll shut up. Your pastor is a person who deserves every blessing that he receives. Do everything you can to bless that man. Because he did everything he could to bless me and you. And I've seen the the care that he gives to this congregation. You know, if you see him at a gas pump, fill up his gas tank for him. Give him what you can. Because he gives his whole heart and soul to this congregation. And I also want to thank you. Because, you know, we've been accepted here like we've never been accepted anywhere before. And we thank you for that. And we love you for that. That agape love lives here. I'm done. Thanks. I want to interject something just real real quick there because I had you in the first service to a similar kind of testimony. Um, Guys, you know. All the glory belongs to the Lord. You know, uh, sometimes I might get it right by making a call or a contact, and a lot of times I don't get it right and I miss it. And uh, and all the all the glory uh, belongs to Him. That's the first thing I want to say. Second thing I want to say, and I, and I'm sorry I have to do this, but based on what you said, I want Renee to have to put gas in my Indian motorcycle when she sees me at the gas pump. <laughs> who's 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 that? Who's next? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I want to praise God for the last year. I want to thank that young lady for saying that versus memorization is very important. I cannot see hardly anymore. If I would have memorized God's word, I would have nothing because I cannot cannot read it. Uh, So keep going, keep going. 
I taught my grandkids to uh, Bible verses. <laughs> That's how I learned them even better. So keep going. Thank you for that mom that gives everything. I taught, I homeschooled my grandkids for six years. So I know it's a hassle, but I know it's so rewarding. I love kids. Um, been in ministry with kids for a long time, but life changes. I grow older. And uh, I just want to thank the Lord for the friends that he gave me. Uh, It's right what this gentleman said. I noticed that they are kin to the Lord. And those are my friends over there that we hug each Sunday (laughs) because we love each other in the Lord. And so I want to praise God for the ministry I now am able to do in CR. Uh, Renee was sick on Friday, and so I took her place. Uh, And since I cannot read, I had to have everybody else read and share. But, But we had a sharing time and a praying time. The Lord was right in the midst of us. And we had a blessing that, that I haven't received in a long time. So I praise God for the CR ministry, and I wish that more people would see how blessed we are in there when we can share our, all of our hurts and hang-ups and problems. And maybe you're not on alcohol or drugs or things, but you overeat. And, and a lot of times you have hang-ups because you don't like somebody. So come and, come and share and come and uh, learn to pray over these things so that God, we can't take it away, but we can listen, but God can take away these things that we have uh, problems with. Thank you. That's an appropriate time for me to interject something about Celebrate Recovery. That's what she's referring to by CR. On Friday nights, we have a Celebrate Recovery program here at Day 3. It starts at 6.30. They'll sit down and eat, and then they'll do an open session together. And then the men and the women will do a breakout session. Um, During our first service this morning, uh, Barbara Wilson uh, stood up, and and, uh, Barbara uh, and and Carl have have been uh, coming uh, not that they're in dire need or anything, but she came from a family, as she said this morning, that had a background of alcoholism. And, uh, and, and she had had to always go and get help outside the church uh, for that. But because of Celebrate Recovery, she was able to get support and help inside the church uh, for it. And um, so, if, you know, if you've got what you just heard a moment ago, it doesn't have to be drug addiction. It uh, doesn't have to be uh, someone struggling with alcohol. It, it can be pornography it can be just some hurt hang up it can be you uh being someone that's codependent you're living with someone or have a good friend that's dealing with some of these issues you can find uh help with that at celebrate recovery barbie used a strange phrase and that's why i wanted to tell you what she said she referred to celebrate recovery as an elegant ministry a lot of people wouldn't think of that you think if you're dealing with people that, that are struggling and, you know, kind of getting your hands dirty and everything like that. But she called it an elegant ministry because people are being honest and truthful with each other. So uh, if you are in need of that, I hope you'll come on Friday evenings. Lynn, I'm sorry. 
Somebody else? Okay. Hey, guys. Um, last year was a really rough year for us. Sorry, I'm going to cry. Um, Steve, my wonderful husband, uh, we were on vacation, and we were supposed to take a trip of a lifetime. We were supposed to be gone for 13 days to out west. And we have this little motor home we got last year, and we were so excited. And about three days before we were supposed to go, God laid on my heart, you're not supposed to go. Don't go. Don't go. I told Steve, I said, honey, something's not right. Something is not right. We're not supposed to go on this trip. So I prayed and prayed and prayed, God, why do I feel this way? Why? What is going on? Why do I feel this way? So... God finally, because Steve's like, man, honey, I really want to go. And so God just laid on my heart, if you go, y'all better get back quick. So we get in the motor home, we head out, and I had this whole thing planned out. I'm a planner on vacations. I had everything laid out where 13 days we were going to go out, have this wonderful time. We get in the motor home. The first day we just, we drove 20 hours, drove like maniacs. We get up to Mount Rushmore. We go see it. It's beautiful, gorgeous. We drive and we drive and we drive. We were actually supposed to go to Glacier National Park. And it was so cold. It's June. It's the end of June. and it, I mean, we're using the furnace. It's down in the 30s. And I looked at Steve and I said, honey, I think we're just supposed to go to Yellowstone. Let's just go to Yellowstone. We'll see that and we'll drive back and we'll have a good time. So we did. But, I mean, it was super rush. I mean, rush, rush, rush. Everywhere we went. Well, we came home in nine days. Okay. The ninth day on the trip, Steve got sick. He started throwing up, which is, okay, he's got a little stomach bug. Next day, we end up, I go out, and I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, I've still got four more days of vacation. I want to get a kayak, so I go out and I buy a kayak. Steve was, had said he felt a little bad, but I gave him some Tylenol, and I went out and bought my kayak and went out and went on the river and had a good time and come back, and Steve gets up, and he has this, total wet spot in the bed. His whole body was outlined on the sheet where he was, where his fever had broke. And I thought, okay, this is good. Fever's gone. Yay. So later that night, he starts throwing up, shaking, violent. It's called rigors. Who knew? And we end up in an ambulance. And I think, oh gosh, okay, he's throwing a blood clot. We're having a heart attack. Okay, we get to the hospital. They do x-rays. They do CT scans. They send us home. Oh, he's just got a virus. Y'all have gone out west. He's caught something. He'll be fine. Just, you know, give him alternate Tylenol, Advil. You know, it'll be all right. It'll be good. So for three days, he runs tremendous fevers. We're talking 103, 104, even with Tylenol, Advil every two hours. We go to the doctor. They send us home. They say, oh, you've got a urinary tract infection. Don't worry about it. Thursday morning, we go. He wakes me up. He's doing this real shallow breathing and I said, okay, honey, you're hyperventilating. He says, well, honey, every time I breathe deep, it burns. I said, okay, we got to go. We got to go to the emergency room. So we go to the emergency room. Within an hour, now this is a God thing, because God has been present for, ever since this all happened. We get to the emergency room, not a soul. There's not a soul in the building, nobody. We go in. He walks into the emergency room. They bring a wheelchair to him. They wheel him right in. Literally within an hour, we know, okay, he has a blood bacterial infection. His white blood cell counts up. His oxygen's going down. We know, okay, we're in trouble. 
So Thursday morning at 6 a.m., he walked in the emergency room on his own accord. Sunday morning by 10 a.m., he's getting put on a ventilator, and he's in ICU, and he's in ICU for three weeks. And Pastor Lynn was fantastic. Renee, uh, Carol Shore, I mean, we had people praying. We had, I know you all were praying for us every week in church, and I'm telling you guys, we needed it. We needed it because for four weeks, he was in a, he was in a medically induced coma on a ventilator. They couldn't tell him if he was going to live or die. Matter of fact, one night, one nurse looked at me. He said, Sherry, I'm afraid this isn't going to have a good outcome. And I looked at him, and I said, Kim, God's in control of this. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why we're going through this, but God's got this. And no matter what the outcome is, God's got this. So needless to say, about four weeks, we were. it was right at a month of being in Fry. They came to me and gave me a five-minute decision. You're either going to Winston or you're going to Charlotte. you got to make your decision now. So we went to Charlotte. We were in Charlotte for three weeks. And in Charlotte, he developed an ileus. His intestines quit working. Um, they, matter of fact, at one point, they did a colonoscopy, and the doctor pulled me aside, and he said, Sherry, we're 95% sure your husband's got colon cancer, and this isn't going to be pretty. We think he has this blockage is actually a tumor, and, you know, you all need to be prepared for this. And I'm like, oh, gosh. But, you know, there were things like this, and, like, God would hit me with a two, a two by four sometimes. It was just wild how God would be just right there um, when Steve did start finally, because we went to Charlotte for three weeks. We were in Charlotte. Then they transferred us to Kings Mountain for three weeks. Then they transferred us to Granite Falls. For an all in all, we were in the hospital for 13 weeks. And Lynn, and I know the church, and everybody's been praying for us, and I'm telling you, God is just, he's there. He, he, he presents himself in the strangest, funniest ways. Um, at one point, there was a time when Steve was getting better, and I'm like, oh, I've got to get all this stuff fixed. I've got to get the house, the house all fixed up, because basically he came home in a wheelchair, oxygen. Um, we actually had the trach. We had everything. I mean, it was, I, I think I could have a medical degree after all this. But <laughs> we had to get the fridge, or the, excuse me, the bathtub fixed because he cannot, he couldn't lift his legs high enough to get into the bathtub. And so I get my tub measured. We have an older house. It's not the standard size tub. I'm Googling some things, and I find this thing called a miracle method, okay? And I'm at work, and I'm leaving early to go down to Kings Mountain. And I'm like, oh, man, I forgot that number. I forgot the number. And so I stop off at the QT to get my usual tea there in Gastonia because it's an hour and a half, well, an hour drive down there. And who's sitting beside me at the stoplight but the Miracle Method dude? And I roll down the window, and I was like, hey, you do that bathtub cut thing, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, I live in Hickory. He says, I'm going to be in Hickory tomorrow. He says, call my office. I make the appointment by Monday morning. He's there at my house cutting my bathtub. So, I mean, it's just amazing how God will show you sometimes, and he has to hit you over the head. But, guys, in 2018, we just... We're going to rely more on God and just pray and and just know that God can be with you no matter what you're going through. Amen. Amen.
I know I'm probably not going to make this through without crying, but I started 2017 out not focused on God, not drawing closer to Him, and not seeking Him for the answers in my life. But even with the case that where my heart was in 2017, He performed many miracles in my life. He saw me through a surgery. My mother was on her deathbed. He brought us through that. She's still here with us today. Most of all, he put a hedge of protection around my son that I cannot even describe. He rolled his vehicle six times down the gorge, landed 10 foot from the water. The vehicle caught on fire with him in it and his buddy in it. And he said he had tried to kick the door open ten different times and couldn't get the door open, and people, witnesses were screaming that the vehicle was on fire. And he, who also now is not walking with God, said that he knew that God had given him supernatural strength because at the time that he was told the vehicle was on fire, he was able to break the door latch just by kicking it so he could drag he and his buddy out of the vehicle And within a minute, the entire vehicle was burnt to the ground, almost unidentifiable of what the vehicle was before. And in the center of the vehicle, my son's favorite cup, even though the vehicle was full of stuff, he's a hunter, his guns were in there, every single thing in the vehicle was destroyed but this plastic cup that was in the center. And through that, God showed me and my son that no matter where, what the fire is, he has the ability to protect anything. And in 2017, God brought me back to him. He brought me back to day three, and he brought me to a ministry that um, I knew I was supposed to be a part of, but I was running from. He brought me back to that. And I'm so thankful that even though the way I was failing him at the beginning of 2017, that he brought all those miracles in my life. And I'm thankful for this service today because 2018 has already posed some pretty scary major things. And um, this service is a reminder to me that even though I wasn't walking with him in 2017, he saw fit to see us through the fire, and I know he will in 2018. Amen. Um, there are a lot of things that me and my husband are thankful for the past year. And first of all, we praise God for we're able to survive for another year watching our baby. It's just me and him. I work at night. I watch the baby in the morning at daytime and then vice versa. And praise God, we're able to survive it. And we were like, gonna make another one? No. <laughs> but praise God. Uh, God bless us with um, a precious um, baby. And second thing, um, it was also a roller coaster past year with my family. Um, they're in the Philippines right now. My dad, in the middle of the year last year, he was diagnosed of um, colon cancer, stage three. And after the surgery, they sent me a picture of him, and I was like, I don't know if I can see my dad, because he really looks different, and 
um, of course, I got started to worry um, every day, every time I go to work. I always had a dream that, you know, he already passed away. But I was like, Lord, um, I offer my, uh, my father to you. And it's hard to, you know, um, he's, too, he's far away from us. And I was like, it's only you who can, um, it's only you who can heal him and who can extend his days. And praise God, cause we, me and my family, we decided that not for him to undergo a chemotherapy cause we don't know if he can make it cause he's, you know, um, he's already, um, a little bit older. But praise God, cause every day, um, I, as I saw my father, um, through the technology right now, talking to him, He's really far different from the after the surgery that he had last August. And praise God because he doesn't he didn't go any chemotherapy, but we proclaim and we declare that God is our ultimate um healer. And right now he's looking forward on our vacation this year. Praise God for his um healing for my father every day. It's only by his grace. And we also thank for, for Pastor Lin, he's really, you already uh, mentioned how, um, how blessed we are having him. And me, I also can testify that he's really um, a cool pastor. Because <laughs> he always made a joke with us during our small group. And though Sela is afraid of him, but, <laughs> but praise God for his life. He's, all, he's really a blessing to us and our family. Um, all the glory belongs to God. Yeah. If no one has something else burning on the heart, I'm going to ask John and the band to come up because I want you to have time to pray with each other uh, here at the conclusion of the service. Um, I want to tell you that even though sometimes it seems like we're on a schedule, if, if I get up ready to start a message one Sunday and you feel like God is burning something on your heart, you need to say, I'm not going to get upset if you raise your hand and say, hey, pastor, can I share something? Uh, so, uh, you know, if we run out of time today, uh, just let, let us know in the future. Pretty sure. Okay. Um, probably a month ago, or maybe two, um, every bit, time I went into to the Goodwills or the service leagues or any thrift place, there would be shoes, really nice shoes. And um, being a thrifter and a resale person and just a person who likes to shop for others, I would buy these shoes and I was like, Lord, why, why have I keep coming across all these shoes and then I thought well maybe it's for the ministry for the um the uh when we do stuff for the the soup kitchens and the salvation army and the the coats and everything you know shoes and stuff and so anyway um my devotionals kept being on shod your feet and stuff and so then why I'm standing up here is is because I come in this morning and there's all these shoes and 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 it's got that that shoe going the opposite direction and I just I know that the Lord was preparing me for this uh 
and and he, he the spirit he just moves in me, and I thank Jesus for that because we have to shot our feet, folks. This world is pulling us in a different direction every day. It's pulling my daughter in a different direction every day. And she is a blessing from God to me. And I love her with all my heart. And sometimes I know she doesn't understand why I do or say the things I do. But it's only for her best interest and because I love her. And because I know what it's like personally to be in the world and to be at the edge and to look down. I know. I'm no stranger to it. And God has kept me through that for a reason. And I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed to have my mother for this year. I lost my dad last year. And I'm very blessed for family and friends who have been there for me and Nikki. And took care of us. And the Lord has used it. I'm blessed for this church. And I thank you for loving us. I want to pray for our kids. I want to pray for each other. Because we need it. We need it. And you need to have your feet shod. You need to be going that opposite direction because the world is going another direction. Quick, quick, quick. (laughs) Thank you. Sorry, I wasn't going to talk because I really don't want to cry, but... I'm going to anyway, it's all right. So uh, this year, we've made it financially. We're the best off we've been in uh, since I've been alive. So praise that. But it's not what I stood up for. It's just one of the things that I've been really blessed with this year. Um, what I stood up for is, y'all know my grandfather died this past year. Let's go cry about it. Sorry. I've seen these two guys right here. Brother lost guest. Mark, Jeff, can you stand up? I've seen these two guys step up this year. They knew my grandfather. They're not related to him, but man, they're brothers nonetheless. Jeff, he's been there every time we've needed to do something. I appreciate him for it. <laughs> Mark, he's been through the hunting season. Hunting season's been really tough for me. We came home and David uh, called me on the phone on the way home in January and said, man, our convoy's one short. We were all coming home. We were one short. But I told him, no, Mark's coming home with us. We gained one back and said, we're all good. We can go on. So appreciate that, Mark. Jeff. Thank you, guys. That's it. He shot eight deer this year, so it wasn't all bad. <laughs> During the invitation this morning, 
You may be somebody that doesn't know about the Lord that you've heard other people talk about today. But you can know Him before you leave this place. He loved you so much that He put His only Son on the cross. There's not any other way. There's not any other hope. There's not any other method. That's God's chosen method for us to be forgiven of our sin. And if you don't know Him during this time, I I encourage you to come and let me know. For everybody else, I want you to get up as I alluded to earlier, and I want you to move around. Don't make it easy and turn to your spouse. Don't go find your best friend. I, I want you to move around. I want you to find somebody. And we may not have even numbers if you have to get, you know, three or four in a group, whatever. But I want you to quickly find somebody. I want you to share a prayer request in that partnership. And I want you to take a minute to pray for each other as we have this invitation. Father, if someone here doesn't know you, we pray that you'd use the testimonies, the redeemed of the Lord saying so, to draw them to yourself. Father, I pray you just guide and, 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 and Father, you undergird in this time right now as people try to meet people and share personal prayer requests. And as they pray for each other and love on each other, Father, we ask you just to bless this time. Of course, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon audio production from Day 3 Church. We pray that it has ministered to you. For more information about our location, service times, or other sermon podcasts, please visit us online at day3church.org. Day 3 Church. Experience a new day in your life.